1: Know God works in our lives in amazing ways. What He's doing in your life? What is He doing in your life right now? You know, our Father desperately wants to be close to us, and He wants to remove things from our lives that are preventing us from being close to Him. He uses adversity in our lives to shape us into who He can use more effectively, and He often brings people into our lives who will shape us as well. In In this case today, Luke Andrews, he's on the move. God's been working feverishly in his life for several years now. And Luke and I first met at church almost 15 years ago, but really got to know each other by being involved in a chamber almost a decade ago. When the Lord moved Martha and I towards radio, the Lord moved Luke Andrews as well to support us, and he's walked alongside of us since day one. Why? Well, I think we'll let Luke tell you why the Lord has asked Luke to walk alongside of us. Luke's been on a long journey that leads him to today. It's a new dawning on Luke Andrews and his workplace, Mission Field. Luke Andrews with Inspire Advisors. Welcome back to I Work For Him. Luke, we got a lot of people tuning in today that may not know your story. Why don't you give them a brief intro into how you really became a Christ follower and then when you really went all in.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, probably similar story to a lot of people uh, that are listening today is that, you know, I I, my mother was uh, a great influence in my life. My grandmother was probably the greatest influence in my life. And, uh, you know, so she would share with us the Bible stories and she would pray with us. And and then here with my family, we would go to church. You know, mainly, I think it's the COEs, the church, Easter and other um, you know, those are like the, the you know the most uh, most uh, um times where people go to church that don't go to church regularly, right? Right. Right. So I I, I did all those things. I went to church. I knew the Bible stories. Um, uh, you know, but it, it wasn't until January of nineteen ninety eight. Um, actually, you know, I'll even go back. Pro. I don't remember, but probably six to eight months prior to my actual decision of going forward. You know, the Holy Spirit just kept telling me, hey, man, it's time, bro. It is time. He wasn't saying bro, but you know what I mean. He, I might have he
3: said bro he to was, you he, probably. He could have been. Yep. might have been at that time, right? Hey, man, what are you
2: doing? Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. You know, but I, I always just was like, well, next time. Well, next time. And I, I heard the Spirit. I heard Him telling me to get up and go. Hmm. And what I mean by get up and go is I was I used to go on Sunday nights and sit up in the, uh, the balcony you know, where I was kind of left alone and, you know, did my own thing. That's because I worked all night the night before and Sunday was the evening that I would go. So, you know, for, for months I I kept putting it off and just kept saying next time, next time. But, uh, Sunday night on a Sunday night, uh, pastor Keith Scott, uh, um, was doing, it was a, it was a men's night. So it was all men. And I was sitting up in my normal area, the balcony in the back and, you know, he did an altar call, and I, I tell you, it was something supernatural that grabbed me out of my chair, and uh, I just went, I just went, and it was uh, something that, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit. It, it, there was no more next times. It was he, he literally. I mean, he didn't lift me and fly me down, but you know, it was it was just something amazing that took place at that moment, and that's when I put my faith and trust in Christ. So I took. All the head knowledge and all the Bible stories and all the prayers, you know, now it became personal to me, and that was January 1998. So probably very similar to a lot of people that are listening today is, you know, you, you've heard the stories, you, you've gone to church, you, you can probably even quote some scriptures, you know, but uh, even the demons believed in God, but they shuddered, Right. So it's it's not the believing side, but it's in January 1998 when I put my faith and trust in who Jesus Christ was and what He did for me. Mm -hmm. So hopefully that encourages some people that were like me that might be just uh, next time, you know, the next time, and you know, and and yeah, hopefully eventually the Holy Spirit will will lift you up, but you just never know, you know. So I I encourage anyone who's 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 had that moment of next times is to to seek someone, and you don't need to. It's it's something between you and the Lord, you know. (laughs)
3: Our listeners know you're connected to I work for him. You believe you. in in the connection of your faith and your work. How did that happen? How did you realize yeah. that God cared as much about your work um, as He did what you were doing on Sunday?
2: Well, that that really that the I work for him mission is to help people discover or see their workplace as their mission field, mm-hmm. and it's and it's similar to the investment side, which we'll get into. You know, we're never – when we go to church and, and Bible studies, no one ever talks about work in mission field and, and having this great opportunity. You know, we do talk about being kind and having fruits of the Spirit and, and love and joy and patience and, you know, and, and trying to, to do good things in your community to give glory to God. But no one's, ever, no one's ever taken a huge, bold stance and saying, listen, your workplace can be your greatest mission field. And, and that's what, and, and like Jim mentioned, Jim and I connected quite a bit, um, you know, during the chamber of commerce together and, and that's where it all started. And, and, uh, so I've, uh, I followed Jim. I've been, I've, as Jim mentioned, I partnered with you guys because I believe in this message that it's, it's something that needs to be heard. And I know that my mission on the investment side is something that needs to be heard as well. So, you know I, I, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to jump the gun, but you have I work for him. You know, we might need to trademark I invest for him.
3: Amen. Oh. And,
2: and uh, yeah, and really, and because that, I mean, it's the same concept. We work for him, but also we should be investing for him. And we'll get into that a little bit later. When you talk about I work for him and what it's done for me is, you know, a veil was lifted and hopefully – when we get through to the investment side and understanding that we should be very concerned with where our investment dollars are being spent with companies that we are investing in. Mm-hmm. And this, this through I work for him, this veil was listed or lifted. And although, I, like I said, I, I've always worked for the Lord and all I was trying to do, but it never dawned on me the businesses that I owned or the businesses I was profiting from were going against God's heart.
3: You know, and I think that's a great point, Luke. And I'm telling you, you're just spot on with all of these comments today. So thank you for that. But, you know, I think that's the point of I Work For Him is that every day we have different guests on. They share what God has taught them. And it might lift the veil, it might open the ears to hear the heart to be receptive to say, God, is there something else I'm supposed to be doing not not like a change in occupation, but am I should I be doing it differently? Is there a biblical principle that I am not living out and asking him to reveal it to you?" to them so listeners this is this is another one of those conversations just um have an open heart open ears to hear about biblically responsible investing and if the lord pricks you and prompts you and convicts you to just seek a little bit more understanding and asking is this the next biblical um thing that i need to be paying attention to right then that's the
1: a new spiritual discipline (laughs) <laughs> when we first got on the air, we were talking about, you know, people should do business with you because if if they were working with a financial advisor that didn't have an eternal perspective, they really mm-hmm. couldn't help you set yes. up a portfolio that would a- enable you to really impact the kingdom with how you're investing because a lot of people they want to make a lot of save a lot of money and then give a lot of money to their kids with no intention on generosity and things like that and and most Christ followers want to be generous with what they've been given, and they don't want to screw up their kids when they're gone. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're kind of shifting from there, though, because it's no longer yeah. just, hey, you should have an advisor with an eternal perspective, right. because that's really not enough, is it?
2: No, you're so right. That that's interesting that you caught that. That how when we first started sharing on the radio um, six years ago, five Mm -hmm. and a half, Mm -hmm. it was. You're exactly right. It was all about just if you're not aligned with a Christian financial advisor, then what are you doing? You know, I don't want to take the unequally yoked out of context you know but w- when you're partnering with someone in marriage or in business you know the the you shouldn't be unequally yoked with that person and that's similar to the concept that we started with here is that the the idea was that I'm a Christian financial advisor I'm going to do things the right way and everything that I do is going to give glory and honor to God and I'm going to do it in the name of the Lord Jesus and that was why hey let's connect with Luke because of those things but right. Yes, now the it's it's because of what's been revealed through biblically responsible investing, I see my entire workplace, my my work life as a different mission.
1: We're talking All about right. you talk about the book yeah. I found Jesus yeah. in the stock market by Rick and Cassie yeah. Lehman. Yes. Mm-hmm. So 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 as you know, I read
2: the book the second time, things just started to change for me through prayer, through the study of the scriptures that back up this pursuit of biblically responsible investing. Um, things just started to change. I started to see investments different. I started to see how I was going to serve my clients differently. And the good news is that, praise God, a lot of my clients were already believers. Um, you know, people that loved the Lord, and I knew when I introduced this concept to them, I think they were going to be shocked, which everyone who I do speak to, and this is not just uh, believers of the church, this is senior pastors I've been meeting with, this is church administrators I've been meeting with, you know, people who have investments through their churches or 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 charitable organizations mm-hmm. are in, are invested in, in businesses that are profiting from pornography and abortion and, you know, and alcohol gambling and tobacco and all sorts of human rights violations, and, you know, it's a you know uh, the unfortunate thing is we just don't know right. and i'm on, i'm on this biblically responsible mission or movement and i've partnered with the best people in the industry to get the movement going in my community and then hopefully regionally and statewide and as you mentioned at the beginning nationally and but look,
1: talk to the advisors listening to the show today because we got people yes. that are listening to the show. They're going to listen to it live today, and then they're going to listen to it as a podcast. There's a lot of people yep. in that financial world. It, it, speak to them directly about how they can it, it, just start to understand what biblically responsible investing is all about because there's a, there's a lot of negative news about it.
2: Yeah, well, all financial advisors are are usually trained, and the, their clients demand it. They they want highest return with the least amount of risk, right? So, as financial advisors, that's usually our main focus. Is we're trying, we're so focused on return. And but when I'm bringing up return, I'm not suggesting biblically responsible investing lowers returns. It's actually uh, there's no there's no data that suggests responsible investing has lower returns. On the contrary, anyway, there's there's data to prove all that stuff. But the most important thing that I would tell financial advisors is, you know, especially if you're a Christian financial advisor. Yes, getting returns and, and managing risk through asset allocation and things like that; those are all requirements. That's what we're supposed to be doing as fiduciaries. But we need to take it a step further. And so, for every financial advisor that hears this through the podcast or live or or whenever they they hear this, you know, start st- start researching. You know, start praying. You know, look up scripture, Ephesians 5:11, Proverbs 16:8, 1 Corinthians 10:31. There's all sorts of scriptures that are going to start pointing to who we need to be and what we shouldn't be doing. And as a Christian financial advisor, someone who loves the Lord, wants to serve the Lord, I don't want to separate my business from who God is. I've heard these things from different people that you really shouldn't tie in God with business. Absolutely not. I want God to be the center
1: of my business. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers, our workplace. It's our mission field, but ultimately, I I Work work For Him. him.
0: Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him Power Pod with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Want more? Hear the full broadcast at iWorkForHim.com. Stay connected and receive power Pack content when you sign up for our blog at iWorkForHim.com or follow us on social media at iWorkForHim. And finally... If today's message inspired you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review helps launch more workplace missionaries across the nation. That's at IWorkForHim and online, IWorkForHim.com.